Hello, everyone, and welcome into another episode, the podcast called Growing Faith. And we are Mark Daniels and Rick McClatchy. We are here at Mana House. Mana House is a, uh, a, a church in the Portland metro area of the Pacific Northwest. We've got five campuses, four of them here in the Portland, Vancouver metro area, and one in Eugene. And uh, we're both on staff here at the church. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, our our relationship today and how we have interacted over the years. Both of us came to Mana House as Bible College students. A little shout out to Portland Bible College here. PortlandBibleCollege.org. There, there it is. Probably uh, put that in the show notes. Yeah, we'll have to do that. <laughs> uh, I came in, in the fall of 96. I was 24. I had a bachelor's degree in psychology and felt, honestly, the call of God on my life and felt that the Lord asked me to come here. You came next year, fall of 97. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, now I'm, I'm in the dorms. I was an assistant dorm leader. And uh, Rick was one of the freshmen, and he lived in the room that was closest to the front door. And uh, so people would tap on his window to try to sneak in after the... <clears throat> they uh, didn't try. They <laughs> literally... They would sneak in. It was a passageway. <laughs> to try to avoid uh, demerits was what we would hand out for people who yep. uh, missed the curfew. So anyway, those those days are a little bit different now up at the dorms at PBC. <laughs> But uh, but anyway, we formed a relationship because I was I was a, an assistant dorm leader and I was trying to track who was coming in late and uh, and he's he's trying to figure out how do I do this and not get in trouble myself and so anyway uh, we won't get into that story too much other than yes that formed a good it friendship the, it was the New York mafia you know it was a, a whole crew that's right a whole crew of students oh, from goodness. New York you know who you yes, are you do I know they're listening right now no. so funny so funny. So we both came at about the same time, and uh, and neither of us have ever left. Here we are. Yep. Uh, we're on staff. Uh, I actually joined the staff not too long after that. Uh, I've been on staff here since March of 1998, so it's been quite a while. Um, and then uh, you joined the staff about eight years ago now, eight and a half. Yeah. Um, and you joined the staff because I got moved from Rocky Butte to Mill Plain. Yep. And that created a, a, a place, a, a job opening here at Rocky Butte. You applied, and you were offered the job, which I think is is really really cool. Yeah. Um, especially given the fact that we've been friends for that long. Yeah. And what we want to talk about today is um, well, let's do a quick side note. Uh, d- this is like just one of those uh, free piece of it, pieces of advice that nobody asked for. <laughs> but you you mentioned you know that you made the statement that neither of us ever left. And when I, when I came to Portland Bible College, I came for two years. I was going to be here for two That's years. Awesome. And I was going to leave and go do what I thought I was supposed to do. Um, and so quite honestly, when it came to, at the time, City Bible Church, now Manor House, um, I, I kept the church at an arm's length because I was leaving. I right. was not going to stay here. And so what I learned, uh, unfortunately, sort of the painful way, uh, because it, I was here for four years right. before I took that arm's length down and actually began to embrace uh, the church kind of more as uh, my family is uh, basically it's this. Wherever you are, <laughs> however long you think you're going to be there, right? be all there. That's awesome. Be all in and don't wait for what you think the plan is going to be. You just never know what God's going to do. So take full 23 advantage. years later, yeah, here I, I am, exactly. still here. <laughs> it's amazing. 
Um, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to turn the clock back and uh, just kind of telling you our 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 story, our friendship. It's been and by the way, uh, after Portland Bible College, I got married and I had a um, I married my beautiful wife Maureen and she oh, she owned a home and it had a downstairs separate entrance two bedroom one bath apartment that you rented for That's some right. time yep. from us. Um, in fact. Another just little side note, if we're just going to tell stories, let's just tell them. Uh, on 9-11, you, you were actually in our home then, yep. and uh, I had been awakened, and, and stuff's happening on the TV, and I ran downstairs and got you guys out of bed. And that was the only time I kind of intruded on you guys <laughs> quite like that. Yeah. And uh, anyway, um, uh, Rick, you've been a friend of mine for a really long time, and uh, and I so value that and have for years. Um, and super, super grateful for you and for your friendship. And, and it wasn't just Portland Bible College or, you know, the couple of years that you rented from us. It continued on from there. And if we're going to turn the clock back to about 2006 or 7, 8, somewhere in there, um, I, I, uh, I was a staff pastor. We called it district pastor at the time here at our Rocky Butte campus. And, and I'm on staff, and you're, you're working for Ferguson at that point. Yep, yep. Um, and so you're, you're selling turlets and yep. uh, faucets and other things. My and, wife always loved me telling people I was a toilet salesman. It was <laughs> her favorite thing. So. That's so funny. Um, but but uh, in, that, in that space, I did something intentional that we want to just touch on today, not because I was like some genius or anything, but we just recognize now, years later, how big of a deal that really yeah. was, um, and and we're we're doing this in response to the fact that the most listened to episode of our podcast um, it, it talked about kind of how to how to do a the, small group the three jobs of a small group leader yeah which is to gather regularly number two pray for everyone in your group and then number three be looking for the next step for them and we thought it would be good to circle back around with that knowledge. And just talk about next steps. And so yeah. we're just going to take a few minutes here and talk about what it might mean to dive into next steps with the people that you are around. And so we've got we got three little words. They rhyme, so this should be easy to remember. Um, but as it relates to next steps, we want you to think in this way, that, that you grow, and that as you grow, then you go, and as you go, you sow. And so grow, go, and sow. And, and, and then, again, let's just turn the clock back to many years ago. Uh, I'm a district pastor here, and I started to gather a group of guys. You were a part of that group. Yep. Nick Graham, Eric Harder, Tom Tamaro over in New York What's now. What's up, Tom? Tom, no, we love you. He's in Maine now. Oh, he's in Maine. Yeah. That's really cool. I actually was behind a car with license plates from Maine just yesterday, and I thought, how odd is that? Maine's a long way from here. Anyway, Tom, we love you. Rabbit trail episode. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> We gathered these guys, and I would meet. We I believe it was Friday mornings. It was Monday. like it was the Monday morning, Monday morning men's meeting. There you go, six thirty at uh, at Elmer's, Elmer's. Yeah. and we would just meet and have breakfast and talk. And um, it is just it's so cool to see what God did with that group of guys. Here you are. You're now on staff. Nick Graham, Eric Harder would be foundation, um, non-staff dream yeah. team people here at Manor House at Rocky Butte. Tom, of course, you're doing great over in Maine on staff there at a church, just just rocking it. Yeah. Um, and Craig and, and James. Craig James, who's now the children's pastor with me over at Mill Plain. I mean, God just, he did something with yeah. this little group that we gathered. 
And again, I'm not trying to take credit. I, I think we just recognize now that God was doing something with what we did. So let's just walk through it. First of all, um, in that season, I was growing. I was growing a lot. Um, I was, I was um, honestly, I was in my, would have been my kind of mid-30s at that point, still a younger leader, still with a lot to learn, um, and, and moving forward in that, taking on more and more responsibility at the church, um, kind of with each season, and, and, and just, I'm, I'm growing. And out of that growth, out of that, out of that, just, I'm, I'm moving forward in life, spiritually, in my marriage, in my parenting, with our finance, I'm just moving forward. And in that season, I, I just innately felt, man, I got to reach out and grab. So my go was to gather you guys and to start meeting on a regular basis and having great discussions. I guess I, I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss the grow part though. Um, Cause so many times we, we hear the word, we hear the good idea and we think I'm going to go and start doing that. I'm going to go start trying to see that reproduced in other people. We try to teach people to do stuff. We try to put together a great blog post or sure. have a great conversation over a cup of coffee <laughs> when the thing is not alive in our own lives. Right. And so, I, you know, you said it, you were growing. You were in a season where you were, you know, nose to the grindstone in a sense of just really applying yourself to growing. And then that is what actually gives the power to the go. Because if the grow is not happening in your own life, the go will be probably sort of effective because God's just that gracious and good to let other people grow as a result. Um, But it's not going to have the power or the authority that the message will have if it's resident within you. That's so good. And and growth is intentional. Uh, and, And we've got to make the intentional decision to allow growth to happen. And, and we go after that by learning, right? So books, podcasts, articles, classes, college, on and on. You can learn in so many ways, but it's, be, it's not just information. It's not just learning. It's, it's growth. And growth comes when we take what we're hearing and begin to apply it and allow it to change us. That's, that's growth. And I absolutely was in a season where I knew I was young. I had humility. I'm allowing God to really speak to me through all sorts of stuff that's coming at me. And I was growing. It was a little bit of an automatic response in that in that season. And and by the way, I think I'm growing now too. So it's not like growth ever ends. Um, but we're just, you know, turning the clock back and talking about what was happening there. Yeah. I was growing. And there's no doubt about it. And in that growth, that was very real. Um, I, I chose my go as gathering a group of guys that I felt had great potential for, uh, for leadership. And, um, and I, we, would, we would gather at Elders and we would at Elmer's and we would just eat breakfast and chat. And the chats didn't have um, uh, this big agenda that drove them. I just kind of, we just kind of sat down and started talking. And in the talking, I would talk about what I'm facing, what I'm thinking about, what I'm experiencing. You guys would give some thoughts, some input, some feedback from your perspective. And then we would all start just kind of, honestly, just kind of pastoring each other. We would talk about our marriages. We would talk about our parenting. All of us were... We were experiencing parenting for the first time, and our kids were were small, and and we're not sleeping as much as we used to, and we're not watching as much football on Saturdays as we used to, or whatever the hobby was, you know, and and you know life was changing, 
and our our marriages were being affected and our finances um, were being affected and and mm-hmm. we were just talking about real life um, and from my perspective I even I didn't even feel like I sat down as the leader and I put that in, in air quotes you can't see me doing the air quotes with my fingers but I am right now I wasn't I wasn't the leader I was just the gatherer I saw myself as the gatherer of a group of guys that were just like me I happened to be on staff at a church you happened to not be but that was the only difference and 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 we that was my go what what was it like for you in that season how did you see it well and actually I think that point that you just said about not really you know necessarily being the air quotes leader um and i think that that's even part of the same type of mindset that trips people up to being a small group leader is because they're like well i'm not a leader well i i can't do that well really um you were leading the group in the sense that you decided it was going to happen you picked a place and a time for it to happen and then you you just initiated and and so you let it not from a place of saying I'm better than all of you, I'm smarter than all of you, I'm further down the road than all of you, right. but merely intentional to say we all need to grow and so we're gonna get together and grow. And, right. and so I think that that's even a word for somebody today that you need to lay down the idea that you're not good enough or smart enough or far enough along and you just need to set a time and a place and invite people into a place where everybody can grow together. And we're gonna see real fruitfulness happen in the kingdom of God as a result of it, because it was stop with the insecurity and the excuses, right? Right. So, um, so I just I just love this quote really quick. Uh, Jen Wilkin, she's a lady that's on another podcast out there. Um, she says, we will not wake up 10 years from now and have accidentally taken in the character of God. So good. And and then we just need to live our lives with intentionality right. because we're not going to whoops a daisy all of a sudden become more like Jesus. Like that's right. we have to give ourselves to a process. Yeah. That's the growth process for sure and then out from that there should be a oh, response. So you want to know what it was like for me? I do. That was well, my question. And that's actually really um going right along with what I was just saying of needing a leader to do mm-hmm. it is that I I had a hunger to grow. But I was busy, you know, yeah. like I was working, like you said it well, I had young kids. I was working, you know, 60 hours a week. And at the time, most of the time I was riding the bus to work. And so that tacked on another, wow. you know, I don't know, 20 hours to my work week of just travel time. And um, and so there was not a lot of time to be had. And um, so to have someone, um, I don't remember if you called me or emailed me. I I don't really know that we were texting much back then. Uh, Anyways, to have somebody reach out and say, hey, I want you to be a part of this. And and, and I just want to I want to be together and hang out and and grow was super impacting. That's awesome. And so, again, just the simplicity of making yourself available and then calling other people out and saying let's grow together right is so powerful it is it's so powerful it's really cool so you actually in a sense you you felt invited into something that you were even looking for had a hunger for you desired and me just being me I, i gather my friends that's how i like to do things um, and I and I did. I, I saw you as a as a person that the Lord had put His finger on. There was a ton of potential in you, 
Um, and and so I said, hey, why don't you you join with this? And we, we would talk. And so Go could look that way. It could be as simple as that. It could be as complicated as, man, it's time for me to plant a church. It's time for me to hit the mission field. You know, I, I realize that Go could mean all sorts of things. But I, I would venture that the vast majority of you who are listening to this podcast need to hear that Go can be really simple. And that Go can't can be uh, simply allowing a place to be built and intentionally starting to build that place with other people that you can all kind of grow together. And then here's the third word. Yeah. Once once we are growing and we we decide to respond to that growth by trying to gather or go somewhere and do something, then when we get where we're going, we need to sow. There's a there's an intentionality to what we do. And and yes, we did just kind of we kind of just chatted at these breakfasts. However, I always had in the back of my mind three or four things that I was hoping to hit on at some point. And, and, and we did. We would eventually come around. We didn't just sit around and talk about the Seahawks at these meetings. We actually talked about real life. We actually talked about what I was facing as a pastor. I remember a couple of times coming and saying, I've got, I feel pinched in this area. One of them was, how do we come alongside current members of the church and help them feel loved and cared for in the way that they should, not just on Sunday mornings through weekend services, but how do we walk with people intentionally, groups being one of the ways, but what about those who who choose not to be in a group? You know, can we build something that intentionally pastors them? That was something that I brought. And over the course of a few weeks, some really good ideas were shared that I brought back. And actually, in the end, I kind of, I kind of, I don't know, I piloted a program that we ended up doing in all the districts at the time, and we did for a few years, Mm -hmm. where, um, you know, we would proactively call through our database and just say, how are you? And we would do that, I think it was once a quarter, we would try to get a hold of everybody in our database. And and that, I had to build a whole team. At one point, I had 20 people calling once a month, and over the course of three months, we would get through everybody, and that grew out of those those, uh, breakfast conversations. So anyway... The sewing, though, is intentionality. Mm-hmm. And so why don't you tell me just a little bit about uh, sewing kind of from your perspective? Well, so basically in you, the leader, you're in order for this process to happen, you are growing and then you are going. Um, and so you have now started the growing process in the people that you have gone to in your going. But if they do not go to the next step of themselves, then going, then the then the process stops. Stops. Yeah. In order for yeah. the process to multiply and increase the way God really has intended it, so that His kingdom will be spread over the whole earth, is by the next generation then going and doing the same. And so the sowing is that in the process of the going, I'm not just going to be gone. I'm going to see it continue on and on and on. And so um, so my, my Friday morning small group right now, right. Mm-hmm. I don't just meet with the guys and, and encourage them to grow. Then I sow, right. I sow into the conversation. There are more people out there that are not being reached, that are not a part of our group, that are not a part of any group. And I think you might have a part to play right. in that. Right. Might that be you starting a group? Might that be you being a missionary? Might that be planning a church or joining somebody's team or, you know, you just or serving in children's ministries or 
going and helping feed the homeless or, you know, like there's so many ways and just beginning to sow into people's lives that there is more to this life than living and dying. Right. More than just trying to get through the day. Thank you, Stephen Curtis Yeah, I was just going to say, I recognize these lyrics. I'm a big Stephen Curtis Chapman fan. I'm not going to lie. That's really funny. Um, I want to I want to just mention something that comes to mind um, as we as we kind of bring this to a close here. When it comes to sewing, oftentimes we feel a pressure about that, as in the idea that I I'm supposed to fill someone else up. It's it's my if you're going to ask me to sew, then my job is is to is to make sure that you're fulfilling your potential. <clears throat> I'm sewing into you to help you become who God has called you to be. That is true. But uh, Andy Stanley talks about this quite a bit, actually. He says, our role as sowers is not to fill anyone up because I, by myself, can't fill up any one person. My responsibility is to empty myself into the other people that I'm sowing into, realizing that as I empty myself, it's only going to fill up uh, who they are to a certain level. They're going to need other people sowing into their life. So I take off, I think it's important to realize we need to take off the responsibility of trying to make something out of somebody and just lean into the idea that I'm just going to be faithful to to give away what God has put in me. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be faithful to sow what's in me into you and and I'm going to let God allow other people to come alongside you and sow into you as well. And together, all of us sowing into you, you become who God's called you to be. And, and it just takes that responsibility off. So I don't feel like it's all on me to help you become what God has called you to be. Exactly. No, I just had uh, the experience, you know, one of the guys in my group um, catching me on a Sunday morning and being like, hey, man, I've been really thinking about this. I think it's time for me to start my own group. And it's so good. That's so and, good. And it's like, yeah, yeah. all right, let's Come do on. it. And so, yeah. uh, so starting January 4th, I believe, is the day he's uh, he's starting his new group. And Love he's it. got a whole plan, and he's super passionate about it. Justin, you're the man. Um, go Good for job, it. Justin. Um, Proud and of so, you. And, and I think just to your point of I didn't go and be like, Justin, start a group. Right. Justin, start a group. I just, to the whole group, I would constantly plant those seeds of like, what what is God telling you to do? Like. Yeah. What is God putting on your heart? And let's make sure we're responding to it and then allow the fruit to come. You know, like we can plant seeds. We can't grow fruit. Right. And so um, just helping people identify and take their next step in their relationship with Jesus is just that helping them identify it and helping them take the next step. Exactly. We can't take the steps. We can't actually totally identify it. We can help them identify it. But and we can give them ideas, but it has to be a work of the Holy Spirit in their heart in order for it to really happen. It is God who works in you both to will and to do according to his good purposes. Absolutely. Philippians chapter two there. So. Absolutely. So what's the summary of next steps as we're talking about it today? It's that we help people grow. We're there to facilitate that. We do the best we can to create a space where they can grow. They would go and then they would sow. Yeah. And we would need to model that for them. We need to be yep. we need to be growers who go and sow as well. But eventually our idea is and our hope is and I think this is what scripture just bears out. This is what everybody does. Everybody yep. grows. Everybody goes somewhere. 
and when they land there, they sow. They take what's in them and they give it away to the best of their ability. So, so good. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, just honestly, we are so honored that you would take time. And I hope that you have been blessed by this. If you have comments or questions, you can reach out to us. My email is markd at mattahouse.church. Rick can be reached at rickm at mattahouse.church. We love you. God bless you. Have a great rest of the day.